Hello, beautiful. I'm your host, Samantha Roberto, and I want to thank you for joining this conversation. We are a space of women empowering women, and each week we featured an empowered woman to share her vulnerable story because we believe it's important to have these conversations so that we can all learn and grow from one another. So stop for a second and go subscribe to get your weekly dose of inspiration. Okay, so before we get into the episode, I want to give you a quick update for you guys who've been tuning in and heard last week's episode and my predicament of being in LA and coming back to Canada and being like totally unsure of what I was going to do. Well, I decided to come back to Canada, so I'm currently tuning in from Thunder Bay. And although it was super challenging leaving my partner back in the U.S., um, it was the right decision to do, and I'm just really, really grateful to be here. So I am coming to you from my solo quarantine. I am day three or day four actually today. You tend to lose track of days with everything going on. Day four of my solo quarantine here and, you know, doing all of the things to stay grounded, to stay connected to my intuition, meditation, breath work, all of the self-love, self-care stuff. And um, last week I actually released a really fantastic episode as a gift for you guys to help you navigate through this challenging and um, unprecedented time. So if you haven't tuned into it yet, go check out last week's episode. It's really, really good and is going to give you grounded practical tips to help you with your social isolation, your social distancing, which I hope you are doing, and the quarantine. And my last little update for you before we jump into this episode is I, you know, when I created this platform, I created it for as a space for all of us women to come together and to be vulnerable and share and support and learn and grow and expand and all of those beautiful things. And I was really thinking about different ways that I could make this more of a collaboration and invite you guys more into the conversation. So I will be launching uh, today or this weekend uh, a Facebook group that is going to be the Hello Beautiful podcast community. So uh, if you are loving the podcast, if you want to come and connect further, have a space to talk about the episodes, to tell me what guests you want me to reach out to to get on. If you have questions for the guests, whether it's the guests, upcoming guests or after, you know, episodes have been aired, like anything that comes up, that is going to be the place to do it. So if you're on Facebook, which I'm pretty sure you are, go type in Hello Beautiful uh, Podcast Community and come join us there because it's going to be a party and it's going to be fun. And I'm so excited to connect with you guys all in that space. Now for our episode, you guys, I am so freaking excited to uh, air this episode with you. I have got my girl, Danielle Page, who is not only an amazing spiritual teacher and intuitive astrologer, but you guys, this episode with her is so relevant to everything that is happening today. So I want to make it clear that we actually recorded this before, like back when I was in LA a couple of weeks ago before shit hit the fan with the quarantine and social distancing and borders closing and the stock market crashing before any of this and our conversation like is literally it sounds like it could be happening right now 
And I really believe in divine guidance and divine timing and the fact that, I mean, when Danielle and I had first met each other back in Indian Wells at Dr. Joe, it's just like you, you see somebody who you know just sort of gets it and you're like, oh, hey, how's it going? Like you just sort of can tell when somebody is spiritually awakened or walking on that path. And um, the fact that we recorded the episode before this, um, that I revisited this episode this week to edit it and launch it. And it's just like, you guys need to hear this now more than ever. Like it is so, so relevant. So in this episode, Danielle shares her journey of her spiritual awakening. And what makes it so relevant and especially pertains right now is the fact that when that happened, it was 2008. She began to get deep clarity and deep insights and like a bunch of crazy things started happening to her when she had just turned 30 years old. And then when she started to tune in and listen and start walking that path to honor her higher power and truth, all of a sudden the world around her, the housing market, the stock market, I mean the 2008 crash happened that year and it was just like so much chaos and uncertainty. And she shares her experience of what she did, how she got through it, what her path was. And she's really, really honest about it and frank, like saying it wasn't easy, but she did the work. And now looking back, you know, a decade later, how grateful she she was for those mo- uncertain moments and for that trying time, because now she is happier than ever. She's living in alignment and she is like, an incredible spiritual teacher and astrologer who is helping so many other people around her. You guys have to really go check out her account on Instagram. She's I am Danielle Page. Um, and then we get into, so she shares her her journey of walking the spiritual path. And I think it's going to pertain to a lot of you guys because so much around us is sort of like crumbling and coming down now. And I know that it can be scary. I know that it can be overwhelming. But I think it's so important to know that everything is happening for a higher purpose and everything is happening because there's better things to come and there's light on the other side through this period of seemingly darkness. Um, You know, and then Danielle shares, I mean, she's such a wise woman. So we get into her gifts and astrology and reading birth charts. And it's just a really, really cool experience. Actually going to do a reading for me in this episode. And it's kind of a cool thing to tune into because you get to see the process of how reading a birth chart and reading the planets and the houses and the stars and everything actually works. So on this note, let's get to it. Hi, beautiful. Hello. Uh, okay, so I like there's so much I'm so curious about with you because you are so spiritual and so on and you just have such an alluring energy. Have you Same all... with you, by the way. Oh, thank you. For you and your spiritual path, where did that start? Have you always been spiritual? So great question. Um, and the answer is yes, but no. And I'll explain. So I feel like I could say um, I, when I was growing up, I always felt something different, you know, and I always felt like there was more. And I grew up not really in a religious environment at all, like it, actually not at all, but it was more like a cultural thing. But I never really resonated with any religion. It just didn't appeal to me. And it, not that there's anything wrong with it. And obviously to each their own, it's just my personal. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like there was more, but I never had the consciousness or the words to describe it. So I always felt like there was more. So I always felt like there was something different, but I could never place it. And it wasn't until 
I turned 30. And so this is, this is the game changer here. So um, do you want me to tell the story? Please do. I want to hear what happened. Yeah. So I was living in Boston. I was in grad school for interior design and architecture. And I got my master's. And it was a four and a half year program. And it was super long. And I was like, halfway through, I'm like, oh, I just don't know. Like, I, I liked it. But I was like, I don't know what else to do. And so, you know, at that time, it was in my late 20s. And I was like, well, you know, let me just stick with this because I'm a good tourist. Like, that's what you do, you know. And, you know, I'll kind of figure it out afterwards because I, I really just didn't know what else to do. So I was working in an architecture firm that was an amazing firm and people would have paid to get in there, really prestigious, but I just really wasn't happy. And so at that point, you know, I'm living with my boyfriend in Boston and I wasn't happy. I was doing a lot of red lines. So it's basically like when, you know, the engineers and everything send everything back and they mark up, no, like we need to move the switch here. The outlet can't be here. Um, we need this drilled on this wall, you know, the soffit. I mean, it's like, it wasn't fun for me. So I, I just felt like I'm sitting here doing red lines on blueprints in hospitals and drawing urinals all day long. I'm like, they're, I didn't come to life to draw urinals. Like that's like, that should be the book name. I didn't come to life to draw urinals, but whoever draws urinals, thank you because somebody needs to do it. And so I really appreciate your work. I just knew it wasn't me. There's no judgment, but it ain't you. No, it just wasn't me. So, but I, again, I had no idea about anything else. And so what I think is really important to understand is this was in 2007, 2008. So it was a very different consciousness than it is now. Like now we could go on Facebook, we could go on Instagram and it's like, it's just very talked about spirituality, but before social media, you know, it just really wasn't, it was like, okay, maybe you saw a healer somewhere and they just felt really weird, you know, and it just was different and you couldn't relate to it. So I didn't have a frame of reference at all. Okay. For anything. So mm -hmm. I just kept, I just knew that there was something else, but I had no idea what. So the turning point happened when I went to France with my boyfriend, he took me for my 30th birthday mm -hmm. and we had two weeks off. We were traveling all around France and I was super excited. And once we got on the plane, he started acting a little weird and I'm like, oh, well, that's strange. You know, I don't really know why he's doing that. And then we got there and he was kind of like shutting down. So I remember talking to him and just being like, hey, what's going on? Do you need to talk? And then I'm like, oh my God, he's just nervous because he's going to propose. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right. Well, so, you know, I, we actually hadn't talked about getting engaged, but at that point in my life, I was like, well, okay. It felt like the next natural step. It's like, okay, so yeah, this is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we never talked about it and I really didn't feel like I was, I was never one of those girls that's like, I want to get married. It just wasn't in my radar at that time at all. But I was like, oh, well, he's going to propose. So I'm like, Oh my God. Well, I do love him. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. So we're there. It's literally my 30th birthday and he breaks up with me on my birthday in France. This is like, like, like movie. the real life, likely blonde that scene yes, with Elle Woods. Percent. Well, this was even before that, I think. Yeah. And this is before it actually happened. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 And so I was in so much shock and part of me was confused and part of me is like, you took me here to do this. And I'm like, why didn't we discuss this before? And I, you know, it doesn't matter. He had all these reasons. He just, it was, it was really, it, 
I'm just trying to watch my language. It was inappropriate, but that's what he chose to do. So anyways, we were still here and I'm like, well, we have like two weeks together. So I don't really know what your problem is and you need to get over it and work on this and move on because I didn't think this was actually real. So, you know, it was very weird two weeks. Let me tell you, like sometimes it was fine and sometimes it was definitely not. And I'm like, what is happening? So then we got back and it was very clear that we were done and I was living with him. So I had to move out. So at that point, you know, I went on a walk um, and I had this, you know, at the time I didn't know it was a download. Like I didn't know it was a message from spirit because I had no frame of reference for that. You know, I was, I was always very intuitive and I felt things about people, but again, when nobody else talks about it and there were no books on it really, you know, in the, in the library, there was like maybe three books in the metaphysical section. So mm -hmm. like, I didn't have a reference, you know, so I didn't, I didn't know what it was called, but anyways, I went on a walk and I got this message of like, it was time to move back to California. It was very clear. Like it was, it was so clear as if you would tell me right now. And mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, okay. And so I just kind of felt this and I was like, well, that's what I need to do. So I quit my job. Everyone thought I was just transferring firms and I'm like, Oh no, I have no idea what I'm doing, which was like shocking and appalling to all of them, you know? And I was like, well, no, no idea what I'm doing. And I'm not working at the firm in Los Angeles. So that's what I'm doing. So I moved back home with my parents at 30 years old when the economy tanked. And so there were absolutely no design jobs. Like everyone that was an architect and a designer were getting laid off. So there were no jobs. And so now I'm living with my parents, crying about my relationship, have no money. And I haven't lived with them since I was really 18, like maybe in summers, you know, sometime, but our relationship wasn't that amazing. But in hindsight, I sense why I had to go back because we ended up healing a lot. But this is where the journey turns. Mm -hmm. So here I am, you know, people are getting married and I'm at rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I can't find a job. I don't know what I want to do. I just, you know, got my master's and I don't want to do that. And, um, you know, I'm like, this is clearly I'm winning at life, right? <laughs> like, this is really not how I pictured it at all. And I had to, you know, come to terms and, you know, make sure I was like not hard on myself, which was not easy at the time. So I was very confused. And so what happened the following months, I just started waking up and I would have these dreams that were so intense that would almost feel um, as if I was there. And I would sometimes be like crying or sometimes it would take me like an hour to kind of shake the dream. Mm -hmm. You know, like this was like, a very intense dream. So I'm mm -hmm. like, wow, this is so weird. I just don't know what happened. Um, good thing I had an hour because I really wasn't doing much with my life, <laughs> you know? You could analyze, you could dig into it a little bit. Right. Right. And that was part of why Spirit had me go back home, which was a blessing in disguise, you know? Um, so then the dreams kept coming, you know, they kept happening more. And then I would see things in the dream and then I would see things during the day. And so now I feel like, you know, that might be common for people. But again, at this time, and this consciousness level that I was at, I, I didn't know what that meant. It was actually a little freaky. It was like, it was very much like the twilight zone mm -hmm. because I'm like, okay, well, I just saw, and I was working, I was in, assisting or interning, if you want to call it for a designer. And she would sometimes show me some patterns and I would be like, I would see those at night in my dream. And I'm like, okay, this is weird, you know? So I'm like, okay, I, I have to really like figure out what is happening. And then I, after that, this is when it really started to turn even more. I woke up in the middle of the night one night and I started, I started seeing spirits, like actually seeing spirits in front of me. Mm -hmm. And I got so freaked out. Not that because they were doing anything to me because they weren't, they were just there. But I mean, I didn't grow up seeing that. I did mm -hmm. not grow up seeing spirits. I, I think you hear a lot of like mediums is like, 
oh yeah, when I was little, you know, I used to see things and I'm like, okay, well, I never did. <laughs> this wasn't normal. And it was actually very scary. And I, I really thought I had to tell my parents that there's something wrong with me. And I was about to, because I was very scared for my own mental health at this point. Cause I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on. Right. So when and you would then, see these spirits, sorry, when you'd see these spirits, could you communicate with them? Or were you just like in bed terrified? Like what was that experience like for you? So I never communicated with them cause I would see them and I would actually freak out. So I would jump up and then they would sort of disappear because uh, like we're getting back into like the 3d reality, you know? Yeah. Um, but I never got any information from them. I would just see them visually. And that was really overwhelming for someone that didn't grow up with that. So I had, again, no frame of reference for anything. Mm -hmm. And so I was about to tell my parents, cause I'm like, I, I just, I feel like something's wrong with me. Like, I think I'm losing my mind. You know, I, I was really scared. And then I realized, wait a minute, no, there's nothing wrong with me because if I actually was going through something like a psychotic episode you know, you wouldn't have the hindsight that I, I look and sound crazy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I don't mean to call anyone crazy, but that's just the only frame, like words I could use. Mm -hmm. you, you wouldn't think that you would just go keep going on and seeing these things and are doing these things, but I wouldn't have the hindsight to be like, okay, I know I look or sound crazy. So I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not crazy because I have the awareness that I look crazy. And I'm like, something's happening here. And that's when everything started changing. So that's when I started listening to spirit. It was like, I would just get these messages of like sit in meditation. Uh, and I'm like, what the hell is meditation? Like, I, I honestly have never meditated before in my life. So I, I would just sit down. I would like close my eyes, maybe one eye open and look around. I'm like, well, is something supposed to happen? Like, is someone <laughs> going to come here? Like, I, you know, I had no idea what to do. And then I somehow I would get really deep into meditation and I would have to set my alarm for like an hour because I'd be so deep in it now. I mean, it's not the case because then my mind is way more busy these days than it yeah. was at that point. But through that process, I started realizing, wow, something is happening and I have these gifts. And, you know, I don't really mean to call it gifts. I just don't know another word because we all have this. It was just at that moment, I, I didn't know what it was. Right. So I'm like, wow, I have these gifts. And once I started realizing that something's happening and I'm on this journey and this awakening of sorts is happening, I started realizing this is who I am because for the first time in my entire life, I didn't have this feeling of loneliness and pain that I felt for 30 years of my life. I always felt alone and I used to cry and I used to just feel like um, I didn't fit in here. I didn't belong here. And it was this horrible pain in my heart that, you know, my parents were nice. They're not mean people. So it just, but it was just something with me, you know? Mm -hmm. And what it was, now I understand, it was that I just was disconnected from parts of my soul, but I wasn't my time before, you know, like mm -hmm. we all go through our journey at a different time. Um, and a lot of people that are, I feel like are younger than me now, they're awakening um, earlier than I did. Um, but that's just because our consciousness is shifting as a whole. Totally. Consciousness is shifting as a whole. And also to, like you said, the resources, like there's sort of more out there and there's more yeah. happening, but I really have to say, uh, I really honor you. Because that's courageous to listen to yourself and to trust yourself enough to listen to that little voice when you didn't really know what was happening. Like it couldn't be a yep. scary thing for people. Oh, it was terrifying. And it was also confusing because here I am, you know, in my parents' house, having this awakening, seeing spirits, seeing things, realizing I have these gifts, um, sensing things about people. And I, you know, I told one friend and she was like, like eating popcorn, like listening to me, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And she's like, okay. She's like, I don't know what to say, but I support you. But like, I couldn't tell anyone else because I didn't even know what it was. But all I knew 
was to listen because it's just like, you know, when you meet someone or you just, um, you just get this feeling from spirit. It was just everything in me was like, this is who I am. And I knew that there was more that I was here for, but I never knew what it was before because I'm not a singer, you know, I'm not, I could dance like, you know, at a club or a bar, but like, <laughs> I'm not a dancer, you know? Yeah. So, and I, I'm not an artist. I'm very creative, but I can't draw. So I never knew what it was. So yeah, it was very hard and it was very confusing. And then that was just the beginning. Cause then what unfolded after that was, several years of me shifting my consciousness going through, because when you do this, you have to go through different layers of vibration and you have to clear it out. And so your consciousness needs to open. So I, my whole, um, beginning to mid to probably like 36, mm -hmm. it was really hard for me. Like my thirties were so hard because I had to become who my soul said I would become not the Danielle that I went through for 30 years, mm -hmm. um, taking on limited beliefs from my family, God bless them. But you know, we all, and from society and just my own insecurities and my own stuff. I mean, I had to shed those layers. So I was many years of sickness, many years of crying, many years of begging the universe, please. Like, just, can I just be like an accountant and I like, go to a job and I like, go to a happy hour, like everyone else, you know, and I, I had to miss so many things in my thirties because I was sitting in meditation and spirit and journaling and taking salt baths and, and, um, doing Kundalini yoga. Like I did Kundalini yoga when I was 22 on a cassette or a VHS tape when my roommates in Boston would leave because I was like so embarrassed for them to see. So it's like, mm. I've been led to these things, even though I didn't know what Kundalini was, I was just like, I don't know, but I like this, you know, and that was even before my awakening. So yes, to answer your question, it was very confusing. It was not straightforward. And I just listened. Even when people are like, how are you? You're going to be an astrologer. You're going to be a spiritual teacher. Like, what does that even mean? How are you going to make money? And it's like, oh yeah, I, I listen to nobody but myself. And that's just my personality anyways. And like, here I am and couldn't be happier in my life, but mm. it wasn't an overnight sensation. Let me just make that very clear. <laughs> it's a journey. There's a lot. I mean, that said, like you, like you said, there's all of those layers of stuff of your parents, of the stuff that you've in this lifetime, past lifetimes, of course. Oh, yeah. It's just oh, like yeah. there's a lot. So when you finally awaken, you realize, okay, I've got to start doing this work and this is what I'm here for. It's like it's it's work, heavy duty it's lifting. So much work. I mean, listen, at 41, I am in the best place in my life. So it's not to say that someone else's 30s are going to be bad. They could be the best years of their life. It's just, but I share that because I want everyone to know we all have our own trajectories. Mm-hmm. And that's just what we, that's what it is. And, you know, instead of looking at someone else's timeline and being like, oh my God, everyone else is doing this. Why can't I, we have to really surrender into, um, the trusting that our soul has a plan for us. That's even bigger than anything. I mean, I went through all my thirties and watched everyone get married and have kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, it's not easy. And I share that because that's the reality, you know? Mm -hmm. So your path, you kept going and you dove in deep with spirituality, meditation, and that led you to astrology, yeah. which is super fun. And I want to talk about this because I'm yes. sort of a beginner. I don't know too much about it. And I would just love to be exposed to that world and learn a little bit from you. Absolutely. So this is what I mean when everything happens for a reason, because when I, you know, because the economy was horrible, like I said, I was interning, actually interning somewhere else, but then I was working a temp job at a property management company, which is 
not ideal if you're sensitive and an empath because they only come into the office to yell at you because there's mm. only a problem. And like where I was, it was kind of like, I don't know, this like community was not good. And it was like real, like very abrasive. Everyone would yell. It was like, we had to have security outside. It was, I was like, get me out of here. Anyway, so I was there and I'm like, why am I here? And then the IT guy and I became friends and we went out to dinner one night and we were talking and he was definitely like undercover, you know, mystic, but like, wouldn't let it be known, but like he saw it in me for some reason. And so like, he would just come over and talk to me. And, um, actually it was funny when he walked in and saw me for the first time, he told me, he said, that's one of the Morgan girls. Like he, like it's, it's something in his head. Um, like spirit told him that. And so Mm -hmm. we don't know, it's like something from like Morgan, like years ago, Side note, growing up, I used to always want to name, if I had a daughter, I wanted her name to be Morgan. Oh. And so isn't that crazy? I know. Mm. So it's like something from like, we think it's like middle ages or something. That's how our connection is. Anyway, so we went out to dinner one night and he's like, hey, do you know anything about astrology? And I'm like, no. And he's like, oh, let me read your chart. So I'm like, okay. So I gave him my birth information and he read my chart and I'm like, that's really, really cool that you could know those things about me without really knowing me. And so he just turned something in me. Like he was, I, you know, there's many soulmates and we were, it was just a friendship, but yeah. he was a soulmate because he turned the key. And so I went home that night, Googled astrology, and I literally got so addicted and hooked. I was reading it till the sun came up in the morning and I couldn't stop. So from that point on, I taught myself astrology. It was sometimes 14, 15 hours a day because I had the time. I would spend all my time printing out charts reading stuff, listening to podcasts. Like I consumed it in my early thirties. That's all I did. And why I loved it so much was because it basically, I started it because I'm like, oh, what is a birth chart? A birth chart is the map of your soul. It's an energetic imprint of who you are um, the moment you were born. Okay. Okay. So it's where all the stars and the planets and the constellations were aligned the minute you took your first breath here on earth. Depending on where you were on earth? Yes. Where you were, the time and the date and the location. Okay. Right. So then you put into a computer program and it pulls up your birth chart. So when he was reading that to me and I was looking more into it, I'm like, well, this is really cool because now I'm understanding more parts of who I am because I've always loved psychology. And so this is basically the inner workings of your soul. It's your energetic blueprint. It talks about your purpose and your karma and your dharma and your behavioral patterns. And I'm like, oh my God, well, okay, let's look at my gifts. Like, let me see what I'm good at. Like, who am I? Because I didn't actually know who I was Mm. because the Danielle that I thought was now all of a sudden not the Danielle that I was, you know, becoming someone else. So I'm like, I don't even know who I am anymore. So here, if I have a tool to help me understand more about myself. So that's how it started. And then I was like, wow, after, you know, maybe like a year and a half, I'm like, it came so easily to me. And astrology is not easy. It's just that my soul has done this before. Mm -hmm. So it was just remembering. And I'm like, oh my God, this is my tool that I'm going to use. And so I'm like, I have to start doing this for people. And then I realized, oh my God, I want to start helping people and it needs to be spiritual and it has this component of astrology. And everyone thought it was crazy. I mean, honestly, could you imagine like 2009 or 10 being like, I'm, I'm going to help people with their spiritual awakening and I'm going to also um, do astrology and read their birth chart. I mean, what? Especially at that time with like the recession and the consciousness yeah. of everyone because yeah. everyone's in scarcity mode. It's like so much of like the, re- the like so much of what people have built just came tumbling down and it's yeah. like, okay, survival. And that's what it is. That's a beautiful analogy because Danielle came tumbling down. Like I didn't True. have, I wasn't working on Wall Street. I didn't have a billion dollars. It was everything 
that was built up over time that wasn't my true essence came crumbling down. And not that, and this is what people should know. It's not that I was walking around being fake. I didn't even know myself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't even realize it and you can't help. Like when it happens, there's nothing you can do. It's just your, (laughs) everything was basically taken from me in my life, you know, like, so I had to start fresh. So yeah, the astrology, it just became this beautiful tool and it became a jumping off point. And now, I mean, I still use astrology for sure. And I will always use astrology, but it is just a tool um, to connect with the deeper energetics of the quantum world. So now I use astrology, but then I also, you know, I go behind it and, and see what's there and talk about energy and how we're all connected in the matrix. And it's, it's just beautiful. I love it so much. I'm so curious, like with astrology, because you hear about it. Like I kind of want to dive more into this because I, I hear about like uh, the houses and the planets and the horoscopes or signs. And it's like, for me, it's overwhelming. So like, how would you, for someone like me, who's sort of a beginner, how would you say to navigate that world or where to start? Yeah, great question. So what I want everyone to know first is, you know, some people call the birth chart the horoscope. So you can call it that. I I, I personally don't, but a lot of people do. So that's fine. There's just different terminology. But in terms of horoscopes like that you read in magazines or online, I don't do that. And that people should know that's not true mystical astrology. That's fun. You know, that's I I don't even know where they get this stuff from. And it's um, making it up because not every Taurus every month or not every Pisces every month, the same thing's not going to happen to them. So that's not astrology. So I just want to make that clear. Um, That's not what I do because I think and a lot of people don't know. And they think like when I tell people I do astrology, they think I write horoscopes. And I'm like, oh, God, if you only knew like the depth of the, the mystical realm that is connected to, you know, it's not that. So to answer your question, um, we have a birth chart and in your birth chart, it's, it's like a snowflake. So only you have that birth chart. Nobody else in existence has that unless someone happened to be born in the same exact hospital. So same location in the same exact, exact time. I mean, it could happen. Even twins, they're a couple minutes apart. So the frequency is a little different. You know, Mm -hmm. they still have a similar chart, but it's different. But that in itself is so beautiful because that's your energetic imprint here on earth. Okay. So within the chart, um, yes, it's very complex. You know, when you look at it, it just looks like all these numbers and letters and symbols, and it's super, could be super confusing, but to break it down, there are something called houses and there are basically 12 houses in a chart and the houses look like slices of pizza. Okay. So if someone looked at a birth chart, it looked like slices of pizza. So those are each called a house. Are the houses the signs? No, it's different. So, but I like that you even asked that because some people wouldn't even know to ask that. So that, that, that tells me you're onto something. I'm onto something. I don't know what, <laughs> Keep yes, teaching. Yes, but you wouldn't even, some people wouldn't even know to ask that. So, um, there are 12 houses in a chart and each house relates to a different area of life. Okay? okay. Um, and so within the house, there are sometimes planets. Okay. Um, and we have tons of planets. Um, in astrology, we call the moon and the sun planets just for ease of use. Um, but they're the luminaries. And then we have, you know, Mercury, Venus, and Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Okay. Um, and we also have something called angles. Um, and then we look at how the planets are interacting with each other. For example, um, let's say you put two people in a room. I always, this is the one example I always use. You could put Trump and Mother Teresa in a room, and that's an interesting dynamic, you know, like they're not the same. So there's going to be some stuff there. Mm-hmm. Or you can put two people with high, like high, strong energy and get a different vibration. Or you can put Mother Teresa 
and Gandhi in a room, and it's a very different energy as well. Mm -hmm. So the way planets interact with each other, they form aspects. And aspects in the chart, we all have them. They show you how the planets communicate, and they in itself create a vibration. So when I look at the birth chart, I can see, oh, you have Venus and Pluto together. Well, someone with Venus and Pluto is not going to be like, I'm just going to date around and sleep around and like, it's not a big deal. No, it's not light and airy. It's intense. It's like till death do us part. Like when they commit, they commit. And it's like, if you cross them, it's like, they're going to cut you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's a very different energy, but then you get to know the vibration of that person, right? The behavior. So we have the aspects, you have the houses, you have the planets, and then you have the signs. Okay. So each house has a different sign on it, but it's different for everyone um, because it's depending on the way your birth chart is laid out. Okay. And so the signs are the constellations and, you know, um, like Taurus and Gemini and um, Sagittarius and whatnot. And so what you do is you start looking at everything and you start pile blending it together. And I know that might be super confusing. You listen, you have to study it. I mean, it's the yeah. only way because I, you know, I don't know how to read a human design chart. I know a little bit about it, but like, I don't study human design, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, you have to study it to know, but in that it gives you so much about your purpose and your dharma and your karma. And again, your behavioral patterns. And one really key thing here to note with astrology, because like, you know, at Dr. Joe, um, I knew that he didn't like astrology. I knew that beforehand because all my astrology people would tell me that. And so I was waiting for him to say something and he said it on the last day. And here's the thing. I actually understand why he's saying that. I really do. Because I think a lot of people use astrology as an excuse for them to not do something. Mm. Um, so I, I really get why he says that. And he, what he's asking us to do is go beyond that. So I actually get that. But I also will say he's not an astrologer. And this is no disrespect to him because the guy's genius. You know, I'm like going back to all his things. Yeah. But he's not an astrologer. So he doesn't know the intricacies of it and how beautiful it is if used for the highest good. Okay. Mm. So that being said, I love using astrology to bring the unconscious to the conscious so then you can move past it and release it so it doesn't become the story. Mm. Like we're always going to be it like, I might have a certain energy type and a personality and you might have a certain one too. And so that might not change. I mean, we can all grow and mature, right? But we still are wired certain ways, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But so I love it to help us understand that and then use it to move behind. Like someone might be like, oh, you're very linear. You're in your head a lot. So meditation might be harder, but that's another reason why you might have to do it. So maybe you take a mantra that might be better for you, right? Mm -hmm. For someone with all this Pisces energy, they might just leave their body in two seconds. So they, it's not going to be hard. So they might actually need to be grounded more, you know? Mm -hmm. So I love it for those reasons, again, to bring the unconscious to the conscious. So then you can actually move past it instead of it using it as a story or an excuse to not do something. The awareness piece, like having the awareness of those deep rooted soul things yes. so that yes. you can see the patterns when they happen and, and not just like yes. accept like, oh, this is the way I am. You know, as complicated as it can sound, for what I understand, like once you map out your chart, that is your chart, your whole life, you map it out, you got it once, you got one chart, right? So you do, you have one chart. Um, what I say is there's a couple layers to this question. You have one chart as we evolve and as we grow we step into the higher octaves of it. Okay. So I can see like us at 15 is very different than us at 30 and us at 45 in our consciousness level and how we use our chart. Because the idea is 
you know, listen, I used to be really fiery energy. So I used to get angry a lot when I was younger and it was almost hard for me to use. It was almost like giving keys to a Ferrari to like a 12 year old. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, I don't know how to drive. So how am I going to get the, you know, the Ferrari? So it's like, don't give me a Ferrari first, give me a bike. Mm -hmm. But now that I know how to use my energy and so I'll go for a run, I'll do this, I'll channel it to do something like I know how to use my energy differently. Right. Mm -hmm. So the chart never changes, but we evolve and we grow. But on top of that, there's something called transits. And this is why I really love astrology because transits are basically the planets in the sky. And so those are always moving Mm -hmm. and we're always evolving. And so when you put the planets in the sky on your birth chart, it signifies different timings of events to happen. So for example, like Mercury is retrograde right now. And so we are all energetic beings. So we're all going to feel the energy. However, um, let's say Pluto is doing something in the sky. If Pluto Pluto might be doing something and I'm fine. And let's say Pluto is sitting on your sun sign. Oh man, (laughs) for like two, three years, you're going to go through the ringer and there's no way out of it. The way you use it is to acknowledge, okay, I'm aware that Pluto is asking me to transform. Pluto is letting go of things. So, you know, that job that I lost, that makes sense now because it wasn't aligned for my highest good, right? It's not always easy, but why I love it so much is I don't, I don't predict. And I want to make this very clear. Do not predict because as you know, there's so many timelines and there's so many probabilities. And honestly, and I don't know as well. Like I don't know what someone's going to do. And I actually don't even want to attempt to try. So I don't, I stay out of that. Like I I know some astrologers do, and that's their stuff if they do, but astrology was never meant to predict. It's meant to be used as a guide. So you, so if someone says to me, like, I'm super depressed and I look at their chart and Saturn sitting on their sun sign, well, hell yeah, they're going to be depressed because that is a um, likelihood of Saturn because it's heavy. It's, it's thick, it feels like draining. And so someone might use it to really organize their life or someone might be crying in bed for a mm-hmm. while, you know, and it just depends. But when you bring that to the client and you let them know, okay, hey, you're going through a Saturn transit, it's this time to this time, and you might feel these things, but let's talk about how are you experiencing it? Let's move it to the higher vibration of what Saturn is really asking of you. That's to me how you use astrology. So to go back to your answer your question, your chart doesn't change, but we evolve. And then we have transits that are constantly changing. That so are constantly moving change. and constantly yeah. changing. Well, it's interesting. Like to even know that you kind of have that map that you can go back to. It's almost like an art too. It's like a subjective yeah. thing. Like look at the map, but then look at it subjectively and say, okay, what am I going through? What am I feeling? And then trust in your intuition to kind of navigate through. Yes. Yes. And I, I really honor all astrologers because I listen, there's a million astrologers out there, but I honor the ones that use it to empower you, not to scare you. But mm. That's so important to me. Do you find yourself wanting to know like people's birthdays? Like, are you constantly like, I don't want to know your name. I don't know anything. Give me your birthday. Time, so, date, place, everything. Yeah. So when I first started this, 100%, like <laughs> it, within 30 seconds of the conversation, I'm like, let's already get your birth time. And everyone's like, oh my God, like, how'd you get their birth time? I'm like, you just ask, you just ask. They're like, didn't you think they were, didn't they think you were crazy? I'm like, who cares? I want their birth time. You know? <laughs> But now it's interesting. I do like to look and I do still, but now I kind of just peek, but then like put it away because I've learned over time that, you know, you still don't know, you still want things to happen organically. You know, if I'm dating someone and you never know how they're going to use their energy Mm -hmm. and I don't want it to stop me, but I like to peek a little bit for sure. But then, you know, I kind of put it away. I would be so curious. I think it'd be like a like a secret superpower being able to kind of like learn and understand that. It kind of is. And you have, so here's the funny part. You have two sets of people. You have 
the first group who was, oh my God, here's my birth time. Oh my God. Because they, they first of all have no idea what it consists of and they don't know how deep it's going to get. And they're just like, oh my God, just tell me I like the color green. Right. They think it's like that. <laughs> and then you have people where it's like, oh no, I'm not giving my birth time. Like, I don't want you to see into my soul. So it's like, mm. you have people that don't know. And then I mean, obviously there's people that are like, whatever, it's fine. But like you have the two extremes a lot. It's funny. So for somebody who's listening, who is curious and is like, okay, I want to kind of dig in more and understand this, where can you direct them to go to find out more? So I do teach um, a level one and a level two astrology mystery school. So level one right now is for sale on my website and okay. people can do it at their own pace. And it's just as powerful as the live, you know, honestly, it makes no difference. You'll feel like you're there with us because we had a, we had a fun time. Um, and I also have something called astro hacks. So I have two of them so far. And they're just little mini, like they're, they're very inexpensive, $44 and 55 little mini tips on like, okay, let's look at your progress moon or let's even start to, how do you even pull up a birth chart? Like, how do you do that? So I walk someone through the steps of that. So you can go on my website. And I also have, um, just like I do like moon circles and I talk about the astrology all the time. So I love it. Oh my God. I'm going to go do that. I need to go find out my, I need to go find out my stuff. I want to pull up your birth chart. I would love to do that now, but we didn't do it before. But that's why I don't know if you want your birth time and information or you can type it in. But I would love to pull up your birth chart if you want that. Do you want to? Yeah. I can I can tell you. Everything. Okay, let's yeah. see. One second. So I okay. think I'm born around this time. Oh, see, that's the only thing was we need to know. The exact minute. It's, a, it's this yeah. time, but. Is it okay, 4 p.m.? Like how off would it be? Like would it be like. 20 minutes-ish, 15 to That's a big deal. Okay. Yeah. Is it on your, um, could you get your birth certificate or? I'd have to ask my mom. I mean, I can pull this up, but we wouldn't know exactly your rising sign if it's 20 minutes off, but I can still see like what sign your Venus is in, what sign your moon is in. My mom's literally calling me right now. I <laughs> oh have to God. answer, just very yes, quickly. Hi, mom. Hi. Okay. You, we are on a call. I have, I'm recording a podcast live with my dear friend Danielle and she's an astrologer and we are literally just talking about you. So it's really funny. I need to know what time I was born. I think you were born at about 10 after 4 in the afternoon. 10 after 4. Okay, perfect. Thank you. That was divine timing. That's hysterical. Okay, thank you, mom. Love you. Oh my God. Okay, wait. What city was it in? It's in Thunder Bay, Canada. Oh my God, I love how this works. Like that is literally how it works. was crazy. (laughs) Okay, cool. We're here. Oh, I love this so much. (laughs) Okay, let's first look at, let's look at your North Node. It's really important. Let me just say this. So you are a Gemini rising, okay? Um, And I'll explain that in a moment. And your sun signs in Capricorn, which you know, and your moon is in Aquarius. I love Aquarius moons because they're so fun. It's really good about collaboration, connection, and just consciousness of the world. It's fun. So let's talk about your North Node because I think this is one of the most important points in the chart. Everyone has something called a south node and a north node, okay? So a south node is basically your deeply ingrained behavioral patterns. So yes, you're a Capricorn and you definitely have Capricorn traits, but what people don't realize is with our south node, we're actually a lot more like our south node than we are our sun sign because the south node is just so innate and natural to us, okay? Okay. So um, it's just um, a natural part of who we are. Now- Um, the South note isn't bad. It's just, it's almost like we're a CEO of a company. We've done this so long. And, um, at some point, like if you're just on the beach making $10 million a day, it's like, you need more purpose in your life. Like you just, it becomes autopilot that we need something else. Okay. So the idea is to let go of the shadow energy of the South node and move into your North node. So your North node in your chart is one of the points 
that talks about what your soul is really here to do. Um, obviously, there's a lot more, um, and it's not just this thing, but it's one of the main reasons why your soul incarnated in this lifetime. What are you here to act out? What are you here to learn? What are you here to discover? And what, how are you going to play it out? So the North Node is not something that when I tell anyone or a client, it, we don't move into that right away. It's it's this journey throughout life. So we'll be moving into the North Node until the day we die because okay. it's just this journey. Um, so for you, um, your South Node is in Libra. Okay. Um, and it's very interesting because um, so Libra is very much about making sure things are fair and balanced and PC. And I could actually see the Libra energy in you because Libra is ruled by Venus. Venus is about the feminine and beauty and love. And like, I could see that about you. And so Libra is always like, okay, you know, that's good for me. Is it good for you? You know, I want to make sure everything is beautiful and peaceful and it just has yeah. this harmony to it. Okay? Yeah. So that's great. That doesn't need to go away because that's who you are. The shadow side of Libra is it could be too much doing what other people want that it's like um, sacrificing too much of self, you know? Mm. Okay. So where you're moving, your north node in Aries. So this is interesting because um, I have a south node in Aries and a north node in Libra and you have a south node in Libra and a north node in Aries. <laughs> yes. So we can teach each other a lot because where I'm going you've been and where you're going, I've been. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, and this, cause we all have stuff to learn, right? So you have a North node in Aries. It's actually conjunct my Mercury. So that's funny. So yeah, pulling you closer to this. Aries is all about independence and Aries is about trusting its own instinct and just taking action. So yes, it was hard when I went through my spiritual awakening, but because I have so much Aries in my chart, I'm kind of like, I'm going to do it myself anyways. Like, I'm just going to do. And even if people were like, that's crazy, which they were saying, I'm like, I don't care. Right. So I'm just wired that way. Like, that's who I am, mm -hmm. you know? So you're learning how to go into trusting in your instinct, um, jumping and taking action, not really asking other people their opinion, their decision, um, and really having courage and jumping in and taking action. It's also in the 11th house. So it's a lot about group collaboration and group networking and group activity and actually leading that and um, being cohesive, but also taking charge and um, being, you know, kind of not like front and center that it's all about you, because I don't mean like that, but meaning like being a leader for the collective. Does that mm, make sense? Totally. Um, wow. So that's, that's a big deal that North Node and Aries is really going to what's going to happen is throughout life with our North node, the universe brings us opportunities and people and experiences to help us play out that North node. And whether it could be a beautiful experience or whether it could be like a tragic experience, we've all had them. They're just shaped to help us on our path. So mm -hmm. we judge them as good or bad, but they're really just experiences. They're just an experience. It's neutral. Listening to this, it so makes sense. The South, the South and North node of where I'm at, who I am, because I am so playful and fun and easygoing and feminine and want to be like and that's, fair. And that's okay. It's okay. That's still a part of you, but it's just like you're taking all the good with it and bringing in that new. And then bringing in that new. I have to work through just like trusting my own opinion. Like I get the intuitive hits, but then I look for confirmation from other people sometimes. Like I trust it and I'll want to ask. I believe that because I know what South Node and Libra does. And so you're not doing anything wrong. It's just your wiring. I mean, we're just... We're literally programmed certain ways until we become conscious of it, of like, 
oh, that's right. I do that. Right. I didn't notice for 20 years because it's so natural to me. Right. You know, mm. and then it's all of a sudden when we hold the mirror up, it's like, okay, I'm doing that. You know, it's just going to be throughout your life where sometimes you're going to have to go maybe on, I mean, maybe you've done this or not. I don't know. Maybe you go on a retreat or alone or maybe go on vacation alone. Um, I don't know if you've done that or not, yeah. but it's just the universe is having you have these experiences because you're growing and it doesn't mean you can't have an amazing, beautiful relationship. It's just, that's what you need for your soul. Mm. I did actually go travel around the world, a clear message, intuitive hit where it was like, life isn't fun. Life needs to be fun. And then I'm like, you need to go explore and see the world. So I grabbed a backpack and I left and traveled to over 50 yeah. countries solo, a lot of them. And that's really good because that wouldn't have come through. Re- I mean, that might've, but that really was designed to help you grow. Mm. And it was huge. Like that so. experience. Yeah, that's huge. 50 countries. That period was about four years. I would travel for seven months, give or take each year, but I had my real estate license back home. Totally intuitive. Would be in meditation and I would get a hit that I needed to go to like Peru. A couple days later, I would just like be like, okay, peace, everybody. But in a a responsible way, I would never drop the ball. I'd organize it, but the universe always let it happen. I would just go on this adventure, you know, or go somewhere for a couple of months. Yes, I I I did a lot of traveling. That's good. And that's part of your journey for sure. And so how it's playing out now for you, or just, you know, as you evolve, um, your North Node ruler is that Mars and Mars is um, conjunct Jupiter, meaning touching or in alignment with um, Jupiter in the 10th house. And it's both in Pisces. So the 10th house is about career. And with it being in Pisces, it is about spirituality. So, you know, I know you and I know you're doing this, but you might be a client that I don't know. And I would be like, oh, yeah, I mean, definitely spirituality and bringing that in for as your career, like that has to be part of it. Mm-hmm. And so it just depends on when somebody comes to me in their life. Like sometimes they're already doing it, sometimes they're not. But um, it's a huge part of your journey for sure. I will say you do have a um, Venus and Scorpio. So Venus and Scorpio is... Like very, like you need someone you can trust. So like the minute they break your trust, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> like trust is like, I mean, I know we all want to trust someone, but it's different for Venus. Is this a relationship? Is Venus relationships or? It's all like romantic and friendship. So okay. it's like the way you approach. So like when you, like when someone's like in your inner circle, they're in your inner circle. You're either like you're in or you're out, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like really like, I'm going to hold you close and trust you and keep you. It's very um, intense, but in a beautiful, intense way, you know, really like they'll have the tail, like the scorpion tail. And it's like, they'll whip you with it because it's like, we're done. It's like, we're just done. Yeah. That's that Scorpio and that, and that's okay. I mean, I mean, that's a big part of who you are. And, but there's also like that gifts of going deep, um, you know, being that you're a Gemini rising, um, Gemini rising or any rising sign is how we approach the outside world, um, and how we move through life. And so Gemini's usually, they use their hands a lot and they juggle like a million projects at once. Like it's, it's like always interest like that. I want to do this. I want to do that. Right. There's a lot going on. And so they're very curious. So it's like really that communicator. And so what's really interesting to me is your chart ruler is Mercury because it's ruled by Gemini and Mercury is in your eighth house and it's conjunct Neptune. So the two things, Mercury in the eighth house is depth. And so you have to go deep with people. You have to go to that analytical. You have to go to that transformation. It's not like, yes, you could be light and airy with that Libra South node, but really you like going deep with people and that with it conjunct Neptune, it gives it like a very spiritual flavor. So very psychic. And it's in the eighth house of you know, that like psychic realm. So um, there's a lot and your sun signs in the eighth house. So you have a lot of Scorpio flavor. So you know, when people are bullshitting, like you just know, <laughs> like they might not know, you know, but you know, I know it's so like, oh, uh, it's so funny. It's so nail on the head with this. Yeah. You just yeah. know. And you're like, how do I find out more about 
about this. So normally, whether it's with me or whether it's someone else, just make sure that it's an astrologer that you trust, you mm -hmm. know, whether it's you or anyone else. Because there's a lot of people out there that think they're astrologers and they're not really, like, it's one thing to track the moon, but it's another thing to really be able to read someone's birth chart and understand the patterns of the planets because they're archetypes and vibrations. Mm -hmm. um, so you would get a reading from me or from someone else, an astrologer, um, and then we would go deep and look at your cycles and... Yeah, and whatnot. And it's really beautiful. So stuff comes to me intuitively, intuitively too. So that's one thing I want to say is because I'm now getting more stuff. Um, I, I read the birth chart, but I also like get messages from spirit. And there's a lot of themes for you to what you're going to be helping people with is like leadership and helping other people step into their power as well as a big thing for you to be a leader, to be courageous, to be your own power, to be your own boss. Like that's a big, big thing for your journey. Mm. Well, thank you. That was awesome. That was really like, I mean, it's just even to get a taste of that and just to see and like to have like little bits resonate. What I love about this experience is just like the, the levels of awareness, you know, like it just gives Absolutely. you these little, little nuggets of awareness that it's like, okay, that's kind of cool to know, or, oh, that makes sense. And all of a sudden it's just like an ease with a situation. Yes. And it's just because, you know, we're, we know ourselves, sometimes we know ourselves and sometimes we don't because we're changing and growing, but having this confirmation, it's like, oh, that's right. Like I did that, but I wasn't sure. And I thought there was something wrong with me, but no, that's, that's who, that's what I am, like who I am. And it's just a deeper understanding. And again, it's bringing the unconscious to the conscious so you can really see. And that's why, you know, astrology is a beautiful tool, but it should never be used as an excuse. I mean, listen, I'm a Taurus. Am I stubborn? Yes, definitely. Like we all have traits and patterns, but you know, the fact that I know that more, sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm being my, like a typical stubborn, like Taurus self, like, let me work on that. So like, I bring it to my own awareness, you know, and I, I work through that. So that's why it's so beautiful too. Thank you so much for, for being here, for exposing me to astrology. To be honest, this is my first experience really with astrology Yay! besides, besides like horoscopes, besides like what you'd find in like magazines oh, and like, yeah. Yeah. No, everyone stop reading horoscopes right now. Please. Okay. Okay. So this is the call to action, people. Yeah. Stop reading horoscopes. <laughs> For your own sanity. And um, so if anybody wants to reach out or find you or link up to you, how can they do that? They can um, go to my website, which is Danielle Page, P-A-I-G-E, or they can go to my Instagram at I am Danielle Page, again, P-A-I-G-E. And I post tons of free information. I have the link in the bio with access to everything. And um, yeah, what's really good is I do monthly moon circles at a low price point so everyone can join and they are powerful, powerful, powerful upgrades. All right, there you have it. What did you think? Isn't Danielle just awesome? I love how direct and transparent she is. And like I said at the beginning of this episode, it is crazy just to see her journey and the the timing of releasing this episode from when we recorded it. Because when we recorded this, things were like pretty kosher. Things seemed pretty normal. Like everything was like day-to-day -day business as usual. And now I am like recording it from quarantine and um, it's just, it's wild how much can change so quickly and how relevant her story is, especially in this time. So definitely go follow her. All of her contact information is going to be in the show notes. You're going to be happy that you did. 
So uh, again, I am going to be launching the Hello Beautiful podcast community in a Facebook group. So if you've listened this far, you definitely want to be a part of the conversation there. And I'll have a link to that uh, also in the show notes. So I'll make it easy for you guys to join. And lastly, if you loved today's episode, go ahead and share it. Um, if you love the podcast, go ahead and give us a review. We love to hear from you. There are so many people out there, especially now with all of these crazy changes that could use this positive inspiration and these type of insightful and vulnerable conversations. And, you know, you're really doing service by sharing this type of content forward and really be mindful. This is like a little like Last little bit of information I want to leave you with. Be mindful of the content that you are sharing. So many people are in their houses and they're consuming content 24-7. So you want to make sure that whatever it is you are sharing, that it is positive, that it is uplifting, that it is vibrant. And making people on the receiving end of that content feel good and not bringing them down. So on this note, next week we have another powerful interview with my girl Emily who has tested positive for the coronavirus for COVID-19 and she's going to be sharing her personal experience of what it has been like going through and navigating everything with testing positive for the coronavirus. Anyways, if you guys have any questions you want me to ask her, go to the Facebook group, join the group, let me know there and tune in next week for your weekly dose of inspiration. Until then, keep being you, be beautiful.